0: You're listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. My name is Aaron McManus. I'm here with my dad, Earl McManus, and I'm also here with a special guest, Joseph Smith.
1: Mm, Joseph Smith McManus. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's good to have you here. <laughs> is it just it's just Joe Smith? Joe Smith. You can go Joseph if you want. But.
2: Okay. And Joe, you're from Salt Lake, Utah. I went to Brigham Young.
1: <laughs> In
2: my spare time, I funded a
1: religion, founded a religion, all of it.
0: Yeah. So I, okay. So we're here and this is a last minute edition, but we're grateful to have you. Thank Thanks you for having me. on here. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a year. It might've been a year. Oh my goodness. It's our anniversary. <laughs> but you, So we were we were on our way to the studio and you had posted something on Instagram story. Mm-hmm about our our good friend joe rogan yes like, fellow I, joe I, I like to call him joey rowey
3: <laughs> because you guys I, are that hits tight me, when he hits you guys me, are that tight what
0: up joey rowey how you doing <laughs> how big baby how's your arms they look
2: big okay now i was completely unaware that you were in a heated social media debate
1: uh, no no heated but i had a thought oh, all yeah. right
2: well, well why don't you unwrap that thought for us yeah, sure. um, for everyone who's listening and for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, if, if you're unaware, Joe Rogan has been a, you know, hot button topic recently. And and previously it was people trying to cancel Joe for anti-vaccine thoughts and misinformation. And and it seemed like that didn't work. And so now the latest conversation, a lot of people have been.
2: You also had a, uh, what, a guest who was a virologist? Yes. a Malone. That was considered controversial, even though he actually has all the credentials. Dr. Robert Malone. Exactly. As yep. a doctor and scientist, virologist. So it's not even about his credentials. It's mm-hmm. just about his position.
1: Yes, that that would be correct. And really from that point, uh, from when he had Dr. Robert Malone on, it seems like there's been a lot of um, persistence uh, to have him. Taken off the air, but isn't
2: Joe Rogan always controversial? Yes, I mean, doesn't he's he love controversy? controversy?
0: Yes, the guy does mushrooms and and his <laughs> interviews. Like, yeah, a, yeah, I mean, like Elon. we were talking about Elon's interview was like three hours of them smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, and he's an MMA,
1: you know, uh,
0: huge Japanese reporter. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that's right. Because I was actually, I'll confess, at an MMA event in New York, Madison Square Garden, and Joe was the one who. I guess... He did the commentating. Yeah, he did yeah. the commentating, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So I and he's, re-
0: he's really good at that, too. Like, I almost prefer the videos. I like watching afterwards, like, their camera of mm. the three guys who commentated and their reactions. Sure. But we're not discrediting Joe Rogan. We're accrediting Joe Rogan for being a
2: misinformation per- Like
0: <laughs> He's never been... He's never said, like, everything is
2: fact. Yeah, he's he just it's opinions and conversations. It's a, opinions, and, conversations, absolutely. But but with yep. Malone, it seems like the opposite. I, I mean, mm. with with Elon, there's there's they're doing mushrooms and and just talking about nothing. Right. But with Doctor Malone, they're actually trying to give people credible information absolutely. about uh, vaccines. Yep. Super so,
1: informative. Yeah. Then
2: they try to uh, I, they I say was it I was it Neil Young who began the. I, I'm going to remove my music if you don't cancel them from Spotify. Yes, yep, he removed it. And then someone else followed. Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Yep. And then others.
0: The 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 Royals. They're not royal anymore, though, right? The regular people.
3: They surrendered their titles. Oh,
2: Harry and um, Harry and Meghan. Megan. Yeah. Yes. And so, they. Uh,
0: and then the Obamas just came out and said, "We're going to shop our show
2: around." Okay, so then what you're saying is that all of these people who are expert virologists, but also musicians. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. and artists, presidents are saying that the one who actually has the credibility shouldn't have the credibility to be on air. Right. Interesting thing. So yeah. anyway, back to you.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> and so,
2: tell I've, us what happened. This I've morning. been
1: I've been a part of this conversation. and been talking with friends. So then, the recent thing with Joe Rogan is somebody spliced together a video mm-hmm. of him saying the N word uh, repeatedly over the last few years. And in my post uh, and I've been talking to friends about it. So I said, let me just throw something on Instagram. I don't do it a ton. When I feel like I, I have something to say, I do it. So I said, look, I, I think uh, it was absolutely wrong for Joe Rogan to use this word. I don't think he should ever use it. Uh, there's just a lot of connotation. I talked about my own experience. I've been called that word. Uh, I've had people DM me that word and it's hurtful, right? If you're as a black man.
2: Right, because if you're only listening to our podcast, Joe Smith is a black man. (laughs) It is. (laughs) uh, Contrary
1: to, I I have a brother named Jamal, uh, kids, Isaiah, Indigo, Denisha, my family, but I am uh, Joe. This is all evidence that you're a black (laughs) man. (laughs) Yes. I got (laughs) Joe Smith. Me and my mom still fight (laughs) about this to this day. Yes, I am a black man. (laughs) And so just sharing that that word has had, you know, an effect on me. And And that word is the N-word. That is the N-word. It's very hurtful, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll... In my post, I said, "Hey, we should. Ne- you should never say this. He shouldn't have said it." But I find it very interesting that all of a sudden we're trying to paint Joe Rogan as a racist. We're trying to have a racial conversation about uh, who he is and at his character and nature. Do I think Joe Rogan is a racist? Absolutely not. And even you know the context of what he was saying, I'm not saying it was right at all. But he was referencing, he was quoting different people's shit, and that context context matters. Mm-hmm. And but now all of a sudden people are painting. Joe Rogan as a racist, and now we need to cancel him. We need to take him off the air. Artists, now are saying, I'm going to remove my music because of Joe Rogan saying this word. I'm like, where was this dialogue weeks ago, months ago, Mm -hmm. or years ago? And I'm like, as a black man, I find it very insulting to try to paint and have a racial conversation about something that has nothing to do with race. So
2: are you implying that white people... Would pretend to care about black people just to?
1: Why are you trying to get l- me in trouble? Right leverage now, a we, political we, position. We don't they have no. Yeah. It
0: feels like as the Salvadorians. no one ever uses <laughs> us
1: for, for political advantage or for political maneuvering. So this is. We're just trying to understand. Uh, to answer your question, absolutely, and and it, it's very frustrating. It's very insulting, and these are some of the conversations that I have with a lot of my white friends that don't fully understand that is i i do not want my life and my people and my cause to be a puppet for your political gain or your where you want to take a a rhetoric in a conversation because i'm just going to be very upfront and direct this with joe rogan had nothing to do with race it's Mm -hmm. everything to do i believe with his stance on vaccines and they want to pull him off the air because Uh, they don't like what he's saying or they don't like the people he's bringing on. And I I just do not want to live in a world where even if I agreed with nothing that Joe Rogan said or any of his people he brings on his podcast, that's the part of human discourse is to have conversations, Mm -hmm. is to disagree with people. Why can't we just go like, yeah, Joe Rogan has someone on his podcast. You know what? I completely disagree with what you said. But no, now we can't even have that if you have a differing point Now I have to be like vehemently against you. And I'm just never about that.
0: Mm. So Spotify removed over 70 episodes of Joe Rogan's podcasts. I think they Mm. uploaded all of his archives since he's moved over to Spotify exclusively for $100 million. She's pretty... Really Why incredible. those seventy?
2: do You know, I, I think
0: the seventy were probably a few different versions of controversy, but mostly I think having to do with him using Joe Rogan using the N word
2: in those in seventy different episodes.
0: And it may not have been him in every of ev- right, right, It, it might have been guests okay. and him. I'm sure. not sure. I haven't really like I like I like Joe Rogan for what he is. Like mm-hmm. it's always really interest. It's always really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's really boring. Sure, right. We've talked about it. Yeah. I, know, I know Matt listens to some. He he should be Kelly Slater's. And that was the kind of the, the first time I'd ever heard Joe Rogan. Before that, I wasn't really that interested. I listened to Kanye West. It took me an entire drive to <laughs> Palm Springs to get through the entire thing. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's not my favorite type of content, but I do think it should exist. I don't care if it exists, but I think it should be able to exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the bigger conversation of, do you think, uh, my question would be this right now, the mm-hmm. table of this question. Is it, does it set a bad precedent for Spotify to delete 70 episodes? 70 past episodes off of their site or off of their platform? Or is it uh, a healthy move for them? Does both Joe, Joe Rogan learn a lesson and Spotify learn a lesson? Mm-hmm. Or does it kind of get in the way of free speech? Like, obviously, using those words is inappropriate and it's unacceptable. But we get into this place where it's like, there are, we were talking about this yesterday. Someone had sent a, a photo to me. Their top two podcasts were Battle Ready podcast and Caller Daddy, and the <laughs> 30 seconds I've ever listened to of Caller Daddy has said more <laughs> profane words than I've ever heard Joe Rogan say. So I was I was confused, you know, like what's it? And then you know, Alex Cooper from Caller Daddy has, like got a, got 20 million for her exclusive rights to Spotify. So it doesn't seem like anyone has a problem with her using vulgar language. Obviously, it's not race based, but it, it does like it, I think that's a fair question to ask. Like, mm. When is it too far, and when does it become too far
1: in the past to like? Correct, I guess.
2: I think it's a good question. I'm going to let Joe try to address that first.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just never, I never am for pulling content, yeah. for trying to erase something that has already happened. I think, because there's no point in it. It was already, even using Joe's example, right? Right. Okay, he said something that was offensive or people. That's been human history. We have always offended each other. We've always like made mistakes with each other and you can't fix it going backwards. So let's talk about, okay, how do we, Proceed moving forward? What are conversations? And I feel like Joe's response was really honest and articulate. And he owned it. He said, no excuses. I shouldn't use that word. I'm not going to use it moving forward. I'm going to be better. And I think some people can learn from that type of posture. I'm way more interested in how do we grow as people and improve as a side moving forward than trying to erase things moving backwards. Like it's already happened. Like what what is the point? What are we gaining from removing? content that people already downloaded into their soul i don't know does that make sense yeah no i mean i get it i I think i mean if he if he agreed to it going hey
0: you know what those are 70 bad moments Hmm. i think it's a good i think because what i've read joe rogan's response seems to be paused like positive going hey yeah i shouldn't have done that sure and i haven't done it in a while and i'm not going to keep doing it and But, you know, there is no perfect posture. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, does the 70, you know, does it even matter to delete 70 episodes? I guess that's the question.
1: And I feel like the other interesting thing, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, uh, but is where does it end? Because Mm -hmm. so so, um, The Rock comes out and he backs Joe Rogan initially. That's my guy, Joe, stand, stand your ground. Don't let him like, you know, crush you. I'm with you. And then... Somebody gets in The Rock's ear, tells him about Joe Rogan doing X, Y, and Z, and maybe 48 hours later, he completely switches his tone. Uh, so he went from The Rock
2: to the quicksand. <laughs> 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 what, what does he switch his tone to?
1: He was like, unacceptable. Uh, I'm going to reevaluate uh, my backing of Joe Rogan. I, now that I've been educated, even that term of like, yeah. I've been educated, it feels so condescending and not genuine. But then after that, People start pulling content from The Rock when he was a wrestler. Yeah, that guy and, said some stuff. And like offensive things he said about the Asian community. So I go, all right, yeah. when is <laughs> when yeah. is this gonna end? Because if we keep playing that game, we're all gonna have something in our past that we probably wish we didn't say. There's like some gnarly stuff The Rock said like oh, of on course.
0: TikTok and Instagram that where he's a wrestler, where he's making fun of Chinese people. Yeah. It's bad. Like it's not funny. It's bad. But then it was funny. So it's like, when does when do, you, when does, when do the culture shifts? How do mm. you, yeah, I don't even know where to begin with this because it's it's it seems like so much we're becoming awakened in it, we're in an era where we're becoming more aware of what was right and wrong, but we're also ha- we have record of what was what, what was wrong that we yeah. did. yeah, so what, how do we handle that? How do we deal with that? Is it how do we like know who to listen to, who to watch? Because you know mm. the rock got a call from someone more powerful than him, right, saying, this isn't the right fight. So that we can put out Treasure Island sixteen, sure, you know, <laughs> or or Journey to the Center of the <laughs> absolutely. Earth absolutely, Jungle
3: or, Cruise nine,
0: Jungle <laughs> Cruise nine, like or or Jumanji ten or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So it it, just, it
1: never feels pure. Yes, right, a million percent, and that's the part that really rubs me the wrong way. Because if you're gonna have an honest conversation around, or if you're really offended by it, but it's a posturing game, and I and I I don't think that, especially when we're talking about issues of race and and culture, yeah, that let's make let's keep it pure let's not make it phony. Right.
2: I mean I think this is a really interesting moment because the things that are really important can get lost in the manipulation mm. of those really important things. Yeah. And so I just want to go back and and say that I think that you should be offended that they would try to add race to an anti vax pro vax conversation, yeah, but I think that um this happens every day mm. where we pretend it's one issue and it 's really another issue, and we don 't really care about the issue that we 're leveraging to get what we want done yeah. and one um, I, I don't think they should pull the seventy episodes, even if they were inappropriate mm. because when you when you eliminate history, you eliminate wisdom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to keep the positive and negative history so you can learn from it and mm-hmm. grow from it and become a better human being. We also have to believe that people change. I mean, I mean to me, it's, it's astonishing. We're talking about Joe Rogan using the N-word on a large cultural level. But we don't actually talk about the fact that President Biden was a, against integration of schools. He right. was for segregation and fought. He's that old? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're joking, right?
3: No, he vote against integration.
2: Yeah and and really most of his policies were what would people would consider racist policies. Absolutely. Yeah. And and he gets he gets a pass as a democratic president but Joe Rogan as a podcast talk show host mm. is going to be held to a higher standard. Yeah. And and to ignore the fact that historically we have had a racist Narrative all the time. I mean, I think I grew up with the Lone Ranger. Mm. And even in El Salvador, I watched the Lone Ranger. But the Indian's name is Tonto, which means fool mm. or stupid. Yeah. So his sidekick was called You Idiot. Mm-hmm. And so you can't say there hasn't been like racist narratives throughout time. Sure. But if you're going to eliminate everything that is now offensive, wouldn't you have to? I'm going to ask Brooke this. Would you have to eliminate every James Bond before Daniel Craig because they were so misogynistic?
3: They were incredibly misogynistic. <laughs> there, was a, there was a little bit of like a Michael Bay-esque quality to <laughs> appreciation of the, the female co-stars in those movies. Has
0: there ever been a Bond girl that's not walked out of the ocean?
2: <laughs> no but
3: with slowly Craig, at
0: sunset but with Daniel Craig he,
3: he was the, yeah. his he was his swimsuit was smaller than any woman yeah. in Try a I, Bond film I,
2: I feel like he reversed the trend <laughs> I was like okay no because with, when when James Bond began with Daniel Craig women were intelligent uh, they were powerful they had their own they were powerful yeah they yeah, were very powerful their were an identity but before that basically you should and every James Bond that's ever been made before that.
3: Yes, and the villains themselves were very stereotypical. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. And so I'm just saying, you cannot impose the enlightenment of today, right, on the perspectives and cultural values and and the lack of enlightenment of yesteryear. Mm. You have to affect. The, uh, you have to accept the fact that people have progressed and grown yeah. and developed as human beings. Yep. You said something a minute ago. You said. Uh, We don't, we don't believe that
0: people can change.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I don't, is it about believing they can change or letting
2: people change? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Change requires oxygen. You have to let Mm -hmm. people have room to change. You have to have room to breathe and to grow. Right. And, um, and we do not want a society where people stop believing they can change. Mm, It's going to be a dangerous world. Yep. A dangerous world. And do you believe we're in that? We're in that now. I know. No, I see. I don't think we're in a society yet where we don't believe people can change. We're in a society where we don't want people to change. Mm. We, if Joe Rogan is now, let's say he was a racist twenty years ago or fifteen years ago, if he was now an enlightened human being who realized that that position was improper or it was wrong or even evil, we would be unhappy with him changing Mm. because we would want him still to be accountable for who he was. Not who he is. Right. But you don't have a man who's saying, no, I was a racist. And you don't even have people saying he was a racist. You have people saying he he improperly used the N-word when sure. he sh- should have never used it. And he's saying, you're right. And as I listen to it, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. And right. um, I do think we have to accept the fact that there was a time in our culture where People thought they were cool by using the N word. Sure, they thought they were being relevant and hidden, especially white guys. Thought they were being more black. They were mm-hmm. like connecting more on a on a racial level, and and the reality is that we're all going through an education process, yeah, of how to relate to each other with greater respect mm. and um, how to how to understand the language that that matters and the language that is. Um, Sometimes acceptable in a culture, but not acceptable outside of a culture. For sure. Yeah. You, you know. And um and 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 but also I think we need to realize when we're being manipulated, mm. when people go, Oh, right now, you cannot be neutral on race. You yep. better be an anti racist. Yep. And so if you can throw Joe Rogan or anyone into other category, you can't be for them. Mm. Right. Yeah, and I just appreciate you, Joe, because I didn't know about this until later. Sure, y- you know, coming well, out on this. Yeah, you know, yeah. You walked in, and I was on the phone with Joe. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> what happened? I was
0: like, I'm talking with Joe about Joe <laughs> <laughs> one second, <laughs> and,
1: and and I feel like with, it, do you think too? It's a part of this where we don't necessarily want people to change, but it's like if you are going to change, you have to change like to the way I want you to change. Yeah, like yeah. it's like we're all becoming the same person. We're all thinking the same way, and. And that's the part where I, yeah, I am really nervous about us moving forward is that it's not just that we don't want people to change. It's that, no, you, you need to change like me. Yeah. You know, and that's that's not a healthy society.
2: Yeah. And it doesn't even feel right now that it's, it's authentically about racism as it is about political positions. Mm-hmm. And um, because no one is holding white Democrats to their past. Mm. Yeah, it's a bad past. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, and but you are holding a talk show host mm. whose whole purpose of entertainment is to be controversial. Mm-hmm. See, I'm sitting here going, mm-hmm. could Howard Stern start a career now? <laughs> <laughs> <If> he, <laughs> you know, yeah. Would be
0: possible yeah. for him? You're right. Jo- Joe Rogan right. is has created a career on the Howard Stern playbook. Out of the ha- yeah. Howard Stern mm-hmm. playbook, Howard Stern did it first. But the irony is that all of these, like the guys that are trying to cancel Joe Rogan were all yeah. big Howard Stern fans back in the day when they were younger. Yeah. So it, it does feel, does it just shift every generation or every four to 10 years? You know, I was
2: thinking about it, last night going, Hollywood is now like the, the vocal epicenter of, of, uh, uh, of appropriateness. Hmm. And, yeah. uh, when Hollywood was the incubator for Playboy and Hugh Hefner. Right. And, uh, I, for yeah. decades, Hollywood didn't care that women were treated like- HBO After Hours and Cinemax? Yeah. Cinemax
0: or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, I, yeah. Remember, yeah. I wasn't allowed. I was <laughs> you know, allowed and, to watch I mean, HBO After Hours. Women were treated
2: like possessions, like mm, objects. They were treated right. as disposable commodities. And that was Hollywood. Mm. And Hugh Hefner was their star. Yeah. And now suddenly Hollywood it becomes, quote, the voice of- Virtue and ethics and mm. accountability. It's Interesting. I, I just going. What is going on here? Yeah. You know, uh, and we talked about this last week um, about Whoopi Goldberg and Joe Rogan. I don't care if it's a liberal or a Democrat or a Democrat or a conservative Republican or wherever a person is. I actually think free speech is more important mm. than um, quote um, cleaning the airways up to make sure that the right things are censored. Yeah. That's good. Who's going to decide what's censored and what's not? Can we talk about misinformation? Because I Let's go
0: there. I think... Let's <laughs> go there. Because misinformation is, has always been... What are you laughing about?
2: No, just go ahead. What are you laughing about? i just still laughing. Let's
0: go there. <laughs> 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 misinformation has has been something that is embedded in culture forever. There's always someone right. There's always someone wrong. And then there's me. And there's always someone who's trying to get it right, but it keeps getting it wrong, right? (laughs) So there's like, how do do we create a culture where misinformation isn't uh, destructive to the entire thing? But then how do we allow people to have voices that are still like a work in progress? Because I, I think you look at so many of these voices that were on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, <laughs> on podcasts, po- politicians, scientists, medical experts who were saying completely different things about COVID. Weren't there politicians that were saying if you get the vaccine, you, you, can, you will not get COVID? Well, that's why. Wait, go no, on. W- were yes, there, were. There were. Yes. yes. Weren't there reporters who were saying if you don't get vaccine, you're yeah, going to you're going to kill everyone in your family? Yeah. Wasn't our governor oh, yeah. saying, kill our grandparents that if you go and others? And- <laughs> I mean,
1: our, this is president, crazy. Our, our, president president our president went on the airwaves. Who's, our, like- president <laughs> the airwaves. who's <laughs> our president? <laughs> no, go ahead. Our hey, no, Michelle Obama. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hey, 2024, it's not too late. We love you, Michelle. Please, please, please. Uh, but yeah, okay. I mean, our president went on the air and said, if you get the vaccine, you will not get COVID. So it's like, there's no more person with more cred. So Did it's like, he? Yeah, but he's not held accountable to that. Wait, when? How long? Like recently? No, a, no, a while, a while ago. ago.
3: Biden in June 2021.
1: June 2021. Wow. Like, bro- bro-
3: please what quote he... him. He said, if you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in the ICU, and you're not going to die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, why are we, that was a Sorry. dark <laughs> laugh. <laughs>
2: it just, there's no accountability for that. Right. No. There, there's just zero uh, accountability for absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but I I have to say, there's, there's something that we did that is who's, reflective of the culture. Who's we? Us three. Just okay. now? A little earlier. Maybe I, Maybe I did it. Maybe I did it. Maybe I did it, but- What'd you do? No, I'm so curious. And, um, <laughs> Thank God you did something for once because it's always me. When Joe was going to, when Joe Smith <laughs> yes. was going to express his extreme disapproval for bringing race into trying to cancel Joe Rogan- I paused to make sure everyone knew he was black, mm. because I knew that if people thought that opinion was coming from a white man, we'd be in trouble. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. And so it isn't even the position anymore; it's the platform, it's wow. the person, yeah. And hmm. and so Rachel Maddow on MSNBC can get up there on the news and say the science is clear: if you're vaccinated, you cannot get COVID. If you're vaccinated, you cannot spread COVID. Right. If you're vaccinated, the pandemic is over for you. Mm-hmm. And no one holds her accountable. No one tries to cancel her. Yep. Although I don't know if anyone watches MSNBC. <laughs> Maybe they've <laughs> already been canceled with the th- half a million people that watch it or whatever. But what strikes me is that if Joe Rogan had son- said something on the opposite end, as Factually incorrect as scientifically irresponsible, Mm. there would be all this effort to cancel. Yeah. But there's no effort to cancel Rachel Maddow. Sure. There's no effort to cancel President Joe Biden. There's no effort to cancel people who hold the positions that right now, culturally, we're obligated to hold. Mm. And that is a little disconcerting. Is Joe, is your position valid even if you're not a black man? Wow. Yeah,
1: I mean, and that's where we're moving is that we can't even have conversations about things that we aren't in that lane or we don't have that level of expertise. And that's that's not reality. You have to be able to like have a honest, you know, vulnerable, like, let me look you in the eye and and like share, this is my perspective. This is my experience. This mm-hmm. is what I've learned. This is how it affects me. But I, it, it's not real if I'm the only one that can speak on it. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, it's got to be a space where you may not be black, you know, but it doesn't mean you've never experienced things that affect you and, you, and affect, affect black culture and black representation. We all can have voices in spaces that we've together as a culture kind of taken in and experienced. And, yeah. and I, I learned from conversations with you and, you know, both. I, I love this podcast. I, I my brain is exploding and my, like, insides are like on fire because i will i will love the conversations you guys have about pushing the envelope forward about about things that are controversial or, or th- there isn't like a through line where we all have to agree on this that you're posing questions that actually makes us more human and it makes us more empathetic and it's like that's a part of like there we're losing empathy mm-hmm. for each other it's just you have to have a position rather than you have to like actually care about a person mm-hmm. And especially when we're talking about race, it's just, that's been one of the hardest things for me, honestly, as a black man the last couple of years is I feel like race has been hijacked for a position.
2: And uh, it's way deeper than that.
0: Mm. It's really interesting.
2: Yeah, because yesterday I was watching Don Lemon and talking about himself being a a black gay man. Mm -hmm. And he gave a long speech uh, supporting the dismissed president of CNN. Mm. But if, and when you look at that scenario, you realize not, not only was he removed because of in a, an inappropriate relationship, but they were not even honest about the relationship. They yeah. pretended it started during COVID it had been going, going on for maybe decades. And, mm. and frankly, I don't care. Sure, <laughs> You know, I mean, they're, I'm not here to supervise their life. Right, right. <laughs> you know, that's not even an issue for me. But as I listened to Don Lemon, and I think I saw a tweet um, from another journalist saying this is an embarrassing moment for... Don Lemon and all of CNN, hmm. and all and they said, and no, all journalists. Wow. Because, um, and I and I know who, what journalists said that. They're a friend of mine um, who's really renowned and really respected in um, in, in a more liberal world. And I and thought- What did they, they say? They basically said what Don Lemon did was embarrassing to all journalists. Because he said he, he spoke he, up for the ex-president of CNN? Yes, because he wouldn't have stood up for that person- If they had been on another network, they would have expected that network to be held accountable. Right, yeah. They would have expected those actions to be um, punished and have consequences. Mm. And I think that we're in a situation right now where everything is so convoluted Mm. that, um, and I'm like, I'm okay with Don Lemon having his opinion. Sure. See, I feel like, you know, he has a platform. He gets to say what he wants. And then people get to the site if they agree with that platform by watching that show and mm-hmm. supporting it. I think what n- people are nervous about is Joe Rogan has 11 million people who say, um, We like where you're going. Mm. And CNN has a million people saying, We like where you're going. Right. And Wait, you think CNN has 11 million people? No, a million, oh, million people. Yeah, a million right, people. One tenth. Yes, a oh, number of people. Yeah. Yeah. And And here's the reality in authoritarian, totalitarian, cultures, in cultures where the government determines what you're allowed to believe, what you're allowed to think, Mm. what you're allowed to talk about. The structures fear rogue voices that have larger followings. Jeez. And whether we like it or not, Joe Rogan is a rogue voice outside of the institution. CNN is the institution. Mm. MSNBC is the institution. Fox is the institution. Those are the institutional voices. And what they're nervous about is, are we losing our influence over the culture? Mm. Uh, they're not reporting the news. Go for it, Joe. They're that, shaping no, the culture.
1: That is terrifying. Yeah. That's, and I, I think you're You're right, 100%. And, and that is that is not a world that we want to live in but it does feel like we're moving this okay how do we how do we not go there
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like a changing of the guard and how, how do we not go there but do you what do you feel like the intention is because what, for me a bit of it looks like this i don't know if don don lemon yeah and anderson cooper and these guys on i i don't i don't really pay attention to the other guy i don't watch them i don't watch any of them <laughs> uh, if you're if you're still watching mainstream media like you're
2: you're, you're, you're a one of the one million. <laughs> yes.
0: I watch them all
2: because I and like coming to this conversation with some share awareness. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I read
0: the Times. Yes. And I, I'm checking Twitter and there's other sorts of news. There's other sources of news. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, do you think they truly have the freedom to say what they really want to say do you feel like if Don Lemon wa- didn't want to cha- if he wanted to challenge CNN's or challenge what was actually going on in his his organization do you feel like he could actually say that I, mean, I guess it was counterintuitive right He's he was supporting someone that the network had already fired yeah but so I guess that's going against his own I guess organization within a way but sharing his more personal feelings versus professional feelings. But do you feel like he really has the freedom to say what he wants to say 99% of the time?
2: I think he does. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think that uh, CNN has become a platform for um, political and cultural positions. They're not a journalistic organization that reports Anymore. the news mm, so, so there's yeah. a prerequisite
0: of, of liberalism before you get yep. into the organization so you're not so going to have, have go.
2: someone who disagrees with them getting a job there sure. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. You, you know you're not going to have but yeah. what was strike what really struck me though is that in his speech he genuinely believes he's objective mm. and committed to bringing the truth yeah and and i thought to myself wow Like what's dangerous is when a person knows something is a lie Mm. and tells you it's the truth. What's absolutely like ominous is when a person believes they're the source of truth. And and that's why they don't have room in the world for the Joe Rogans. And Mm. that's why you have to delete 70 episodes because anything that goes contrary to what now needs to be said has to be eliminated. Mm. And I have to tell you. There are other nations that take on that policy and China is one of them yeah. and, uh, and Russia is one of them. And we need to be careful um, because if we do not have dissent, we do not have a future with freedom. Mm. Today, it may be the liberals who have freedom and the, and the conservatives who are being silenced tomorrow. Be careful, it'll be the conservatives or fundamentalists mm. who have freedom. and <laughs> it'll be the liberals who will be silenced. Whatever weapon you choose today is the weapon that will be used against you tomorrow. Oh, wow. So instead of trying to silence your opposition, why don't you have a better idea and have better voices to speak your mind?
0: I feel like would have made a more interesting conversation with with Joe, just because we're on this topic, would have been him sitting down with Neil Young. Hmm. Would, Would be Joe Rogan sitting down with Dave Chappelle or sitting down with Barack and Michelle, or sitting down with the mm-hmm. Royals and actually hashing it out. But do you think, because I guess I asked the question about Don Lemon, because Joe Rogan kind of say whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Now he's realizing he can't. <laughs> sure. You know, and so the, the thing that makes me nervous with the 70 episodes, will that hold Joe Rogan back? Or do you think he'll just keep going to the point where Spotify's, because
2: Spotify's a publicly traded company. No, I have he, a, another thought. Do you think he'll crash it so hard? I think that the the... You know how you have NFTs, which I do not fully understand that you buy for a, you know, $5 and you sell for $27 million. Please show me one <laughs> I mean, you can buy for $5 and I you know, will. Just the like gas that, you know. funds aren't even $5. I mean, that, that's why I see that on Instagram all the time. I bought this for $50. Right. I just it made isn't real. It million. isn't real. <laughs> the, the 70 most viable episodes that Joe Rogan will ever own are the 70 that have been removed. Hmm. He should package those babies. <laughs> <laughs> and sell them for so much money. But do but you feel like that's promoting something that's derogatory and racist? No, I think that he should add commentary to it and go, Addressed. shouldn't, have, shouldn't mm. have said this. This is what I meant. This is what I said. I got to own this. But I don't want you to misunderstand this. Mm. Like, I think he should actually add commentary. Sure, yeah, yeah. To those 70 episodes.
0: Huh. But you're talking about making that art. Yeah. I guess what I'm what I'm asking is, do you think there's a better way to to finish this conversation out? Because what it seems like is that Joe, Joe Rogan, whether it's now or in a year from now, it seems faster than it's ever been. If can yeah, he yeah. survive the next six months? Mm-hmm. What do you think,
2: Joe?
1: I mean, money always talks.
2: So <laughs> well, he seems like he brings in a lot of money. He brings a lot of money. He brings in a lot of money. Absolutely, like David Chappelle, right? You know, for sure.
1: And, and I think he's going to be fine because of what he pulled. I think of his audience. Obviously, right. numbers decrease, and he goes from 11 million people listening to all of a sudden now it's still it's flipped one million people. Then Spotify is going to have a different conversation, but I think but you know what you're getting with Joe Rogan again yeah. it's you're getting a pot smoking, mushroom eating MMA host yes. who brings on interesting, crazy people to talk about life, and, <laughs> and I think there's always going to be a market for that. Yeah, and I want to listen to that. <laughs> I never listened to Joe Rogan before a few months ago, but it's been really fascinating to to have different perspectives and and like that's and i do even to your point aaron about like joe and neil coming together like one of the more interesting things i saw recently was somebody a friend shared with me there was like a interview of a guy who was a flat earther and um (laughs) and like a scientist and they Mm -hmm. just had a conversation about life and about why do you believe the earth is flat and and it was so beautiful at the end of it, they like hugged it out. Mm. And they said, man, I thank you so much for hearing my perspective. And the guy who was a scientist didn't crush him for b- thinking you're an idiot or a fool for being a flat earther. He's like, hey, I want you to know uh, there's always room for discourse. And-
2: I was in a similar conversation, ironically. I was with really? these intellectuals. One guy had you know, one of the highest IQs in the world. The guy was a flat earther, also very uh, intelligent. And somehow I got pulled into it. They said, oh, Erwin, you need to be in this conversation i'm going why in the world would i need to be in that conversation yeah there and the actually the atheist guy who was um you know round earth or spherical earth <laughs> was uh was actually very gracious very polite the guy who's a flat earther unfortunately from my perspective was a really strong christian <laughs> and i uh, kept saying flat earth explains everything explains air, air travel he went on and on and i just finally went you're crazy. <laughs> it's like you know. I do think there's a certain point where it's okay if science proves someone else is wrong. Like mm. you know, I I think flat earthers need to like work on their that's not comprehensive really a, understanding of science. It's right? not really a like a modern thing, right? Oh, like it a common is. Thing? There are still not just Kyrie Irving. I people, mean, <laughs> people think
0: it, the Earth looks like pizza.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do no, no no absolutely for a- sure absolutely and. And it it's just absolutely bizarre, right? To me, you know. And They've
0: never seen marbles before, <laughs>
2: <laughs> or baseballs. Yeah,
0: I, I mean or oranges.
2: <laughs> I don't know if you can actually create like a, a little experimental environment where you could create gravity and just show that when something moves. And there's a gravitational gravitational center that creates a spherical object, and you know they're just really natural ways of knowing that the Earth is round. Right, right, <laughs> you know? sure. Right. And uh, but uh, but I do think that we're almost at this place in our culture where if the flat Earth people were liberals, you would not be allowed to say that's not true. Mm. If the flat Earth people are conservatives, you can say you're against science. Mm. Because I, 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 mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. It's like you know the, um, the transgender swimmer. I think in Connecticut. Right. When you look at her size and you realize she went through hormonal change. G- give a little
0: bit of background about what's actually going on in this conversation. Uh, you were showing it, me the article. Was yeah, it, the, it, w- it was, was a a male, USA Today.
2: It was a male swimmer who was like 475th in, it ranked. Yeah. And then where did you see this article? No, this has been in the news. No, for I know. Quite but a while. you showed it to uh, me. Brooke, last can night. you pull it up? And um, no, are you just,
3: talking about the? At the University of Pennsylvania. Yes, Correct.
0: University of Pennsylvania. Yes, but give the context of what the the, the athletes weren't
2: allowed to raise complaints.
0: They were like suggest right. they were no. They were there's given. a transgender
2: um, swimmer. Um, she was a male, born born a male, went through puberty, was a male swimmer, was ranked in the, in the high 400s, I think, and then went through a sex change to become a woman. Yep, and now she competes against women. And it's completely unfair. And that she went from like 475 in the world to number or in in whatever her league to number one. Sure. And the the women on her team and, and who swim with her were not allowed to speak against it. Yeah, they were told they were actually given, I think, a script of what they were allowed to say mm-hmm. from the from the university. I think the uh, I don't know from whom. I don't know all the details okay. of that. Um But. A lot of them came out anonymously saying this is wrong. Yeah. This is unfair. Mm-hmm. And the science is so obvious that this is not biologically equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? competitive advantage, absolutely. It's a, a complete competitive advantage. You do not have women going through a sex change to become men to compete in men's sports. Mm-hmm. It, it, can o- it only works the other way around. Right. There is science involved. And so I don't want to say that science, you know, science. What you're could- saying is we like to listen to science
0: when it applies to the po- political point and political perspective that we have. But then when we actually look at science as a whole. Yes. And look at the different areas in which are socially connected to political agendas. Science always work in their favor. Mm. Thus yeah. disproving that science is always correct.
2: Yes. Because, or
0: that you right. have to look at the data. Because if you actually looked at the data, that
2: woman is probably is a male was born as a male yeah or at least like you have to realize it's competing as a biology is a science Mm -hmm. and there's a biological reality there yeah just like flat earth round earth for sure and just because a person has an opinion doesn't change the science of it Mm.
0: what do you mean just because someone has an opinion i want to go deep into that because this is the first person says
2: i don't believe in a a round earth i believe in a flat earth no no but we're talking about gender right now no i I was i'm just talking about across the board ah okay and in the same way in the Political realm with vaccines. Mm. See, what what people don't want to acknowledge is that we're still in the world of of uncertainty when it comes to the vaccines. Mm. And the reason the CDC has gotten it wrong so much, the reason Dr. Fauci has gotten it wrong so much, the reason our government has gotten it wrong so much is that we're trying to pretend the science is certain, Mm. that it's concrete, and we're actually in transition learning about it. Right, right. And so when one group says, you don't believe the science, it now becomes, they are the new fundamentalists. It uh-huh. used to, when I grew up uh, in my 20s, it was um, the Bible says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Right. It was like, the Bible says it, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, yeah, but that's not true, yeah. because it's your it's your interpretation of what you're reading in the Bible. It's your opinion of what, and and, and the same thing with science now. People mm-hmm. are going, no, you're either for science or against it. And I go, it's not that quite that simple. Yep. Science is a very fluid, dynamic. Mm-hmm. And so the reason I brought up the uh, the transgender swimmer is because there, the sociology becomes more important than the science mm-hmm. than the biology. Mm-hmm. And, Interesting. And and I and what I heard is like a lot of the women swimmers were saying, we totally respect her own personal identity. Yeah. We have absolute respect for who she is. And and her own journey, it's just not fair mm. for her to compete against us. Right, yeah. Go ahead, Brooke.
3: Um, they said, we fully support Leah Thomas and her decision to affirm her gender identity and a transition from a man to a woman. She has every right to live her life authentically. However, we also recognize that when it comes to sports competition, that the biology of sex is a separate issue from someone's gender identity biologically, Leah holds an unfair advantage over competition in the woman's category as evidenced by her rankings that have bounced from 462 as a male to number one as a female. See, I was mm-hmm. close.
1: Yeah, very yeah, close. Right, that's right. that's after
3: two yeah. years of hormone replacement therapy, but still.
0: So that becomes a really touchy subject though because, you know, if you to just discredit the situation with Leah Thomas, then you discredit all of the political, I guess, uh, propagation of the trans movement, and so it's like there. It doesn't seem like you can speak on
2: specific instances without attacking the whole. Mm. Yeah, I think that the way to be inclusive and um, respectful, and at the same time responsible, is to not pretend everything is science. Some things are sociology. Yeah, uh, some things are uh, are related to identity. Some things are um, are are still. In flux, I mean the idea that we're trying to force children under five to be vaccinated mm-hmm. with a vaccine that hasn't really gone through its proper process um, to ensure safety for children is insane. It's yeah. so unscientific. It's even irresponsible. Mm. And I want to say that, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and but because there's so much momentum on one side. See, I actually yeah. think most liberals. No, that's irresponsible. They just Mm. don't want to say it's irresponsible because they don't want to side with the conservatives. Sure. And this is where it's getting stupid.
0: No, I don't think they actually want to say it's irresponsible i think their brain literally malfunctions when they try to like l- listen to an opposing argument what? the conversations i've had with friends i've sat at dinners where people have walked got up and walked out mm-hmm. and it's it, it was very interesting because the, the conversations that i've been a part of where we talked about the vaccine mm-hmm. well i never got covid until i got the vaccine i want to say that <laughs> put you that know, on record never, yeah never, <laughs> I, I, I survived two years and then the moment i get the vaccine three weeks later I, dang, I actually COVID. me too
2: now you say that that's yeah. three for three that <laughs> happened to me too yeah, yeah. that's kind of
0: odd it's odd yeah. so you know i had a, I had a, a casual debate with a couple of friends at a dinner mm-hmm. and one of my friends who i would say i like love and adore and he's a close friend to me um got up and walked out because of us challenging the ideas behind the vaccine mm-hmm. and then he transferred it over to to a sibling of his that's 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 gay and so i you know when it when it switches to, to family and personal and identity, it becomes a very different conversation. because mm. We're attacking science, we're attacking sociology, we're talking the media right, and our right. personal opinions. And then it goes personal. Sure, and, But it felt very connected, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we, it feels like we create a carbon copy or we, cre- we create a, a scenario, mm-hmm. p- whether it's political agenda or it's uh, our opinion, and then we copy and paste the parameters of that ideology on every single different political perspective that we have, mm-hmm. and that, to me is when things become really dangerous Mm -hmm. because as like i you know as we we talked over the last few weeks or the few weeks you know following that argument me and the other guy that that were on maybe the more conservative side were struggling to understand because he my friend also had a the, the other conservative guy he's Jewish and had a gay brother. He's right. a gay brother. <laughs> he's like, I don't get the, the gay thing because he's like, my brother's really gay and has always been gay and I've loved my brother. <laughs> you know? And he we fight about all of it. And but I guess what I don't understand is like how do we come to that conclusion where our, our one opinion about one thing transfers into all things. Hmm. And that if you disagree with one thing, you must disagree with, if you disagree with vaccines, then you also disagree with gay people. And if you disagree with gay people, you must disagree with vaccines and science and all these things. How how, how did we get here? How do we get out of it? <laughs> oh, perfect example. <laughs> Please. Uh, let's
2: go across the border to your home country. Uh, Joe, I'll <laughs> put Canada. that on record. I was say Tucson. No,
0: no, no. The secret mm-hmm.
2: is he was born in Canada. He was. I was indeed near. Yeah. Oh, at Anna Green Gables, uh, Nova Scotia. Is that where that yeah. is? I have
1: no idea. <laughs> That's how much I know you're from about Nova my Scotia. Country. I was born in Nova Scotia. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew
2: you're Canada, but I didn't know Anna Green Gables. Yeah. Yeah. Neither did I. You're yeah. what I think of when I think of people from Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> you and and Anne and, uh, um, and Trudeau basically came out and said that all the anti-vaxxers were um, like misogynist, um, anti-gay. Um, hmm. like white supremacists. Like he put them all in this category. And yeah. I went, wait, wait a minute. How is yeah. this possible? I mean, people talked about the fact that one of the people groups so violently against taking the vaccine are black Americans. Yeah. I mean, it's my, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't fit the narrative. You yeah, see, yeah. the only people who are supposed to anti-vax are racist, white supremacist conservatives. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't talk about the endless number of black americans who are going we don't trust the vaccine for sure yeah and uh it's because if it doesn't fit into a political category Mm. it doesn't have the 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 power needed to fulfill the agendas that are unspoken yeah wow and Mm. um interesting and and so i just think that one time does actually reveal things yep you know and um the the things you thought were so right in one moment, a few minutes later, you start going, oh, I meant they're not so right. Mm. Look, it wasn't just a heartbeat ago where we were told that it would only take two weeks or three weeks for us to flatten the curve. Yeah. And and we accepted that. And then we were told, no, it's going to take longer, but we didn't challenge it. Mm. It wasn't that long ago we were told that if we quarantined and stayed at our homes for a year or whatever, or a few, really a few weeks or months. Sure. It, it would eliminate COVID and it wasn't so. Yep. It wasn't that long ago. We were told that um, the vaccines were not safe and, and that Trump was being irresponsible trying to release them. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and then that changed. We yeah. were told then if we were vaccinated, we would end the pandemic. We uh, were, we're told, also told that, yeah. the,
0: this, this, that if anyone who said that, suggested that this virus came from a lab, was seen as like, as it was made up to be a pariah, but now we know that it probably came
2: from That's a lab. Right. Mm-hmm. So if Joe Rogan had said it came from a lab a year and a half ago, he would have been close to being canceled. Mm-hmm. Now we have medical scientific communities saying it's well, yeah, actually, as likely it. that it came out of a yeah, lab. Yeah.
0: right. And, 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 not china's fault but a, a chinese lab the one they talked about in the beginning yeah so where with did,
2: american involvement uh-huh with american and, and, involvement. and american investment yeah, yeah. And, and all i'm saying is that these are things we were told were black and white yeah right right and now we know they're not true mm-hmm. and we were told that if you had the vaccine you would not get covid and you would not spread it mm-hmm. so the, the but we don't seem to hold anyone accountable for saying things on one end of the spectrum. Yep. But we want to cancel people for saying things on the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, so, so should there I, be a misinformation? Fine. Because Joe <laughs> Rogan,
0: I, I want to know because I, I want to pose this as a, as a, I, as a potential concept because this idea. Sorry. The, the, Joe Rogan's is not saying he's an expert, though I do. I will say that the many, the few times I would not, not many times, but the few times that I have listened to him, mm-hmm. he,
2: it seems like he does. He reads the books he of his guests.
1: A, yep, I think mean, he did a lot of research beforehand. He does a lot of research, uh-huh. like
2: absolutely. He, and I think uh, he seems to have a lot more research fact checking than CNN. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, got CNN that needs a Brooke. <laughs> they need a Brooke. I'm there. not even going to bring Foxing because I don't know if they worry about facts or something. I, they're so checking. <laughs> they're so relevant. I forgot. what I was gonna say you took me on. It. No, no. You said you you have a proposal
0: for fines, Mis- yeah, misinformation fine? fines. Joe Rogan's not saying it's factual. He's saying let's have conversation about what could be facts. Yes. Mm-hmm. CNN and Fox News are saying these are the facts. Right. Trust the science. Right. What's the really saying? Trust us that we're trusting the science so that we're going and doing the research. And even science. more so,
2: MSNBC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The triple threat of of oblivion of oblivion because no no one I I. In 10 years, no one will watch CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC. No one, not a single one. Everyone who has independent thought will have been been canceled and be on platforms like YouTube who don't care what you say. They just care that Nestle
2: chocolate milk gets sold. Okay. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Something happened in Germany connected to this. Oh, Germany. Germany. Because, uh Germany basically I think Zuckerberg threatened Germany.
0: Fran- so the European Union is changing its bylaws in Information Act. It updated it and so France the prime the PM of France came out and Germany but the PM of France came out and said I've been off Facebook and uh Twitter and Instagram for the
2: last like decade because I got hacked so bad. He goes, "Life's great without it. You'll <laughs> love it." <Yeah. laughs> because I guess Zuckerberg was threatening yeah. that if they didn't change some of their policies that they would have they would not allow Facebook and Instagram uh, got gotcha. to go to yep. Germany and France and basically yep. the the chancellor of Germany said hey I haven't had Instagram and <laughs> Facebook for 4 years and it's a great world. <laughs> it was awesome. the finance it was the finance oh. minister Bruno Le Maire okay, okay, okay,
0: from fr- from Germany uh, television for Germany and France. Yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah. he's the German economic or economy minister Robert Habeck said after being hacked I've lived out, lived without Facebook and Twitter for 4 years my life's fantastic. I That's a the word. <laughs> yeah. That's so, amazing. So here's
2: what's going to happen. Um, these giant monoliths that control all the information in our society, are uh, they feel incredibly in- empowered and emboldened right mm-hmm. now to um, censor and uncensor, to guide us because they see themselves as intellectual elitists that need to educate us yep. in the way we need to see the world and see politics see culture. Uh, other organizations are going to emerge, break those monopolies. Hmm. Uh, and if the government tries to stop them from emerging, they'll emerge like Bitcoin. Right. They will emerge like the dark web. Decentralized content. Yeah. And um, and if we won't allow it in the United States, it's going to come in from you know, from some other country. And, yeah. uh, and just like we used to send information into Germany and into Japan so, to let people know they could be free, mm. uh, somebody's going to send it into here. Wow. You cannot stop the human spirit yeah, from finding its way to freedom. Mm. And bro, ahead, talk bro. to us. I
3: have, a, I have a follow-up question for you. How will we as a people know anything collectively? Because I think if the media monoliths are taken down, then I would go to schools. Okay, well, then I'm going to influence what's in textbooks and what kids are learning. But now we're pulling kids out of schools at dramatic rates. We're Who's homeschooling. We? Uh, Just uh, people who oppose vaccine mandates, who oppose like critical race theory being taught in schools. Um, Charter schools are booming. Private schools are booming. Like homeschooling is taking off. So if even school doesn't present like a coherent line of thought, a cohesive way of thinking, how do we know anything collectively as a nation? What happens to our national identity?
2: That's a really big question. And I, I don't know if we have a national identity right now. Hmm. What's uh, what's her name from the Olympics last
0: night? The Chinese the young girl. Uh the oh, Chinese snowboarder who's who's not Chinese. She's American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's well, the, American, right? I thought she
1: was Kiwi. This, the jumps like the
0: ski jumper. You no, know, the snow the snowboard jumper. She got the the gold medal last night. She won the night. gold medal for China. I want to say her name's like Krista Eugene Eugene
2: Lee. I, I don't know, Goals. she went off. Yeah, but, yeah. but I don't think I think she's American. Well, I know that the Chinese figure skater is from, like, right here at Beverly Hills, Brentwood. Yeah, yeah, she mm. bombed. And she did not do all. I feel sad uh, for her. She came in last place. was really Yeah, it was, yeah, was tough.
0: I'd... Hold on. Let me find Olympian. Eileen I... Zou... Gu. Zou Yi. Yeah, Eileen Gu. Is she... She... She's I think not... she's Kiwi. Eileen Gu. It's a Chinese American. Oh, Chinese American. Okay. Yeah, she goes to Stanford. Oh wow. Okay. Of twenty twenty class
2: twenty twenty six. Let's see where she was born. Well, Stanford's what, just a few miles from Beijing. Born <laughs>
0: born <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> Look, I'm not no, I'm not discrediting her her being her Chinese heritage. Right. But I am saying there is like there is this idea of that would have been she just won a gold medal for China. And then coming back here. And then coming back here. Yeah, right, right. I, of course, you're no, no no, but like <laughs> nothing against her coming back. I we were talking about it last night because I was like "I something feels wrong like, I, I, like I'm like i supporting her I want her to win she smashed she absolutely just mm-hmm. destroyed that jump but it felt weird that <laughs> should have been a US medal sure and if you were born here you lived here you were trained here you compete here and not that it doesn't make you Chinese not that you can't be Chinese but are you going to the Olympics for China or are you going to the Olympics for the US
3: she didn't she didn't announce she was switching until 2015.
0: She switched in 2015.
3: After she went to her first World Cup, she's oh, from San yeah, Francisco. She was twelve
0: years old? She was twelve. Th- yeah, she was like she's young. She's, she's only like 18, she's eighteen. Say, yeah. She's
3: eighteen now. So math, you know.
1: So five years ago, yes, yeah, so she was thirteen. She's probably. So are you saying that is one sign that we're losing our cultural, our, cultural our, identity? Our Cultural identity. Yeah. Uh, our oh, that's interesting. Mm. That's yeah. is not
0: interesting.
1: Isn't it? We we did mm. compare
0: it to like a, there's a lot you know in UK Premier League's massive. Mm -hmm. So many Middle Easterners, so many um, Mm -hmm. South Americans, so many, uh, like, actual, like, Africans from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Like, and then they'll go and they'll play back, they'll go back and they'll play for the Olympics or they'll play for, what is it, the World Cup. For their home countries. You know, Mohamed Salah plays for Egypt. And that team's pretty, pretty tough without (laughs) Mohamed Salah. You (laughs) know, these guys wouldn't be making it very far. But you know, there's something to be said, right? Of like, where did you grow up versus like, what's your home country and how many generations separated are you? You know, maybe she's a first generation immigrant. Mm. So I don't know, like I'm never going back. Not that El Salvador would ever want me, but I'm not (laughs) going back to El Salvador and, you know, and maybe if they paid me, 4 million and gave me a condo on the beach, then I would maybe be like, yes, I'm mm. down. San Salvador. I mean, you, think about it. Salvador. you know,
2: baseball is America's pastime, played by Dominicans. <laughs> it, and, uh, and but it's, you know, it's the a NBA, right? The NBA's new heroes are, you know, Luka Doncic and, mm. you know, and uh, Jokic. <laughs> Jokic yeah. And, and uh, it's a new international world, mm. right? You know, and I, I, I love it. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. I do think there is Something also to say for uh, a positive national identity, yeah. As uh, as a people, right now I think we're not allowed to be proud to be American. Mm, yeah, and uh, in fact, I can't remember how to say his name, but I think it's J. Is it Adelante or uh, J. A. Adande? Adande, mm-hmm. uh, which I watch all the time, and I just and um, on ESPN. Um, no, around is it? It's ESPN. He's, he's on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, horn. ESPN yep. around the horn, and he was trying somehow to compare the genocide of the Muslims in China, the million people that are being imprisoned and murdered Mm. to be a a cultural equivalent to us not having enough black coaches in the NFL. Right, right. And uh, since we're still playing the Super Bowl, we should still have the Olympics as you have to ignore that kind of cultural genocide and injustice, or we just can't have sports. And I'm going, everything is not the same. Mm as no matter how bad you think the situation is here this is not china yeah yeah this is not russia Mm -hmm. this is not north korea and the moment you start thinking and acting as if the problems in our nation are the same as in those nations you are detached from reality and you're not a part of the solution yeah wow you have to be able to see the good Mm -hmm. and uh, to make a nation better for but sure isn't that yeah. what
0: the olympics is for isn't that what sp- sports in general is like yeah is it a platform for perfection or 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 is it, per- or is it a perfect place to have a platform for imperfection and like different cultural ideas because every olympics it seems to decimate whatever country they're going to because they're building all these arenas that are never used. Yeah, them, yeah, <laughs> right. And you, and and, no. and whatever that, like you know, the stuff that's going on in Qatar, or the stuff that was happening in Brazil in the World Cup like eight years ago, or you know, stuff that's going on in China, like they're them. What is it making fake snow? Millions and millions mm. of pounds of fake snow, and like our Earth needs water. Right, right. It's it, it's what? Yeah. Can things not just be both? I guess a place to have a political platform without canceling the Olympics in China. Well, I think what you're saying is that it's not equal, and what I'm saying yeah, is that was, it's
2: not equal. And I do think that there seems like the perfect place well, to. Have I guess a we have to ask: Do we take any global moral responsibility, hmm. you know, or do we just say that's not our responsibility? Right. And um, and I think there are people on both sides of these things. I mean, LeBron James's position, who's very respected athletically, is you know he cares about the issues here in the states and is indifferent to the situation in China. Sure. So he can make money in China mm-hmm. and uh, and not feel like there's a, a a moral um, dilemma for him. Right. I I think that those are some things that we have to we're going to have to talk about more as a society as mm. a nation. And but uh, but it's odd because then we're looking at the Ukraine and we're going, well Russia's going to Ukraine, do we do something about that? Yeah, but yeah. we don't do anything about China. Uh-huh. I think sometimes we have to ask ourselves are we focusing on the humanitarian problem Or are we focusing on a political economic problem? Mm. And
0: I guess for me, the question would be why, why do things matter in the moment that they matter, right? Like looking at contextual information, because having black coaches in the NFL is definitely important. Absolutely. It's not equitable to, in the moment, it's not equitable to, to genocide and to, Mm -hmm. to, to mass murder or to mass enslavement. Yeah. But it is a reflection. I mean, like, if anything, it's like you're looking into the future of what is happening in China. Yeah. Right. This is a this is a singular problem that's going. We need more integration. We need more diversity. It has to happen to happen naturally. It feels like oftentimes it has to happen and unnaturally at first. Mm. Right. There has to be. But then this is 300 years ahead of. Almost, we're looking at the future in the U.S., of what's going on in China. And does and can we go back and help fix what we did wrong in the U.S. and China? Or do we have no perspective or no point of view, no power, because we did the same thing and not hmm. we— Well,
2: you have to remember, China, China is a much older nation than us. <laughs> sure. So we've accomplished in 300 years what they haven't accomplished in thousands of years right. in terms of human rights. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we forget America—the United States of America is a very young nation. Right. The progress this nation has made is so astonishing; it's almost, you know, mind blowing. Right? Yeah. Um, and there are all kinds of issues, but the issues of coaches is is an issue of opening up the ceiling, mm. so that so that people of color have an opportunity for the highest right um, positions in our land. Yeah, yeah. The issues in China are: do you have the right to exist? Wow. Or are you going to be killed simply because you're a Muslim? or because you're a people group that is not accepted by the majority power. Jeez. yeah. Uh, they're not the same things. Yeah. They're not the same things. And thank God that our nation is actually able to have these kind of conversations. See, in, in China, you can't have these conversations. Mm, yeah. In China, you will not be allowed to have a Joe Rogan or a Whoopi Goldberg. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know?
0: can't even have the proper ending of Fight Club. <laughs>
2: yeah. I didn't yeah. Hey about that? I Although did. he seemed to— you have conformed to that pretty easily yeah. yeah
1: but that I mean that's an interesting point in terms of now we're we're going to the point where we're changing endings in films that's just art and are we yeah is that are we going to change every slave every film about slavery and cut that out of our history mm-hmm. because it was too painful because it was it was wrong in the moment yeah. you know and it's like yeah I love what you were even just sharing in terms of we we do have a beautiful nation like it And we're not celebrating how powerful uh, in terms of human rights and freedom and what it means to truly be American. And I feel like we are losing that national identity, that national pride, even with athletes switching, you know, and like, can we, can I still be proud to be an American while also going, Hey, there's some things in our past that were really horrific that we're going to try to ensure that we don't replicate in the future. See, as
0: as an immigrant, I'm I'm proud to be an American. Mm -hmm. I'm super proud to be American. I'm an immigrant
1: from Canada as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, do,
0: I do have a question. We were talking about the words you're not allowed to use as a white person. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or as any other person outside of the black culture is sure. not allowed to use the N word. But I'm not making a case for being able to use it. What I, I would say is that do you feel that the white appropriation or I guess the majority appropriation of black culture in America has decreased the value of black culture or increase the value of mm. black culture
1: yeah that's a really interesting question does that make sense mm. Oh, it's a good question. yeah it's a great mm. question and i think it's like one of those, it's both and yeah you know absolutely like I, I think there is something to when a culture you know is being hijacked in different arenas right. you you miss out on some of the power that comes from that unique culture when it becomes monopolized and everybody wants to you know look black talk black act right. black yeah but at that's on one side but i think there's a beauty to seeing uh you know black culture represented in so much of american culture yeah, yeah. because it's one of those things it's aspirational like look at the story of being coming to this country as slaves and then now everybody wanting to like be you like that's a <laughs> that's a powerful story but you got to make sure that you're honoring the culture and you're not simply trying to take the culture so, so as someone okay cuz i would say this like
0: I mean, I woke up to five DMs from a friend sending me products, sending me shoe drops, sending me sending me basketball clips. Like we send each other House of Highlights, ESPN, yeah, yeah. all all day forever. Sure, the the most iconic people in culture, and they have and they haven't for a while. Yeah, yeah, are are either young black men in sports, hip hop women in tennis, mm-hmm. in I mean, now it's politicians, doctors, scientists. It, it isn't limited to one specific field. Yeah, for sure. For me, there is no... I don't know if it... If, is it still white appropriation or is it just the fact that black culture has become American culture? Yeah. And it has built a new foundation. Boom. Mm. Right?
2: Yeah. Because when you think of American food... We think of hot dogs, which are German, pizza, which is Italian, spaghetti, which yeah, we is were Chinese. Yeah, for what, sure. What is American you know, food? Yeah. yeah, there, there is pretty much maybe soul food is American food, <laughs> right? Right. <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> soul, soul foods a- barbecue. You, you know, we um, were having this conversation of like, what is truly an American food, right? Mm. Like you,
0: we're, we're, what were we comparing it to? We were like, you go to um,
2: maybe like UK and you have pies, or or Mexico, you know, Your you have tacos or yep. enchiladas, and but the thing is, oh, and now like salsa. Has just, I think, gone over ketchup as the number one condiment. Oh wow! So like, so is salsa now an American food? Right? Sure, yeah, right. And one of the beautiful things about this nation is that we don't become our past; we become our future. Mm. And so we are the nation that moves to salsa and away from ketchup. Yeah, <laughs> away. Right. We are the nation that says we love pizza. Pizza is now American. Mm, you know. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's also Italian, but it's a, it, but it's American. And and you don't say let's go get Italian food. We say let's go get pizza. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. and and I feel like what's happened in terms of uh, black culture is that there was a time where black culture was an was an uh, an outlier culture in American culture. Yeah, yeah, and when you look back to you know like soul and R and B um, and you, you know I mean you go back to Billie Holiday and mm-hmm. you know um, to you you see you see almost. Elvis integrates black culture into white culture. Right. I mean, Elvis is the first white, black musical artist. For sure, yeah. And uh, and he begins to bring it in. And all of a sudden, the whole society starts going, we love this. Mm-hmm. This is who we are. Mm-hmm. And then later you realize, oh, we've just become something we used to be against. Yeah. And I actually think that Americans are almost not even seeing themselves as an identity outside of the influence of black americans mm. and i actually think it's a really powerful thing it's a it's an extraordinary thing because you're taking the best and the most beautiful from the different cultures and creating a new culture for the future yeah that's beautiful yeah you know? it, and and part of what we struggle with is that none of us are um very few americans are 100 one story mm. you know so i'm you know, twenty five percent Native American, so I guess I'm Tonto, yes. and uh, and I am, you know, sixty percent Portuguese, Spanish, Iberian, which means I'm the conqueror who raped and pillaged, and uh, a people. And those are the two stories: like the indigenous people who were the victims and the um, oppressors, the pioneers with the oppressors. Mm. But what do you do when both those stories are in your blood? Wow. Hmm. And uh, and uh, and I feel like there's almost a season of self-loathing that a lot of Americans are going through, and realizing, look, you are informed by your past, but you're not your past. Yep, I am not. By blood, Christopher Columbus mm-hmm. or Amerigo de Vespucci, or Where, you right. know, I am not by blood simply what um, the indigenous Native American Indians were. Yep. I am something new. I'm the convergence of the world coming together, mm. and and it's true for you, and it's true for most. I think all Americans. Yeah, and I think it's the more beautiful and better future.
1: I agree wholeheartedly, and I think that's the beauty of when you can celebrate, like talking about Black culture and so much of American culture. Yeah. See, I don't see it as, you know, you stole our culture, you know, and culture like cultural appropriation for me is such a low hanging fruit term because you because the idea is that you have to keep it for yourself. And I love that the most beautiful things that make like the black culture so unique and so powerful is now available to us all as Americans. And you don't have to segregate and go, no, this is for my people and this is our thing. That's the beauty of America. Like the United States of America, that we can bring our uniqueness and diversity together, and we can actually become more human, we can become uh, more.
2: And sometimes it in reverse helps, because basketball is a white sport. <laughs> sure,
1: you know, you was, could say, what, what you oh, so saying, white. Words, everybody was everybody played basketball? Was white? <laughs> <They say laughs> yeah. it is. I was no, like, uh, was,
2: no, that's not my whole <laughs> point. Think, it was a white sport. You could say, oh, it's, it was culturally appropriated right? by uh, Black Americans. Yeah, yeah, no. It was elevated <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> yep, by the integration yeah, good. in the sport. Uh-huh. You know, uh, baseball, white sport. You know, Dominicans come and make baseball a more extraordinary sport. Yeah, And I, 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 I hate the idea that something that starts in one culture only belongs to that culture. Mm, I agree. Yeah. And I, I think when it's good, it belongs to everyone. Mm. And when it's not good, it belongs in the past.
0: Wow. Love that.
2: Okay, we're gonna end this episode. Thank you, Joe That's Smith, good. for
0: being on this episode. Ah, thank you for Dad having Lady me. With us. We're really grateful. we hope gotta make it happen more. Um, thank you, Dad, for your amazing insights. Mm. And uh we're just gonna wrap this episode up. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We really love you. Uh, if you listen to Spotify, you can like and um, you can review our podcast now. So you just go up to like the top left corner, hit the stars, give us five stars. And yeah, thank you so much. And then if on iTunes, you can rate and review this on the Apple podcast and on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the like button, give us a comment. Follow us on Instagram. You can check us out on TikTok. And that is all that I have for you for now. Good
2: to have you, Joe. So go good Canucks. To have <laughs> go Canucks. No, I'm a all Canadian right. fan. We're, but... at, we're, we're out of here now.
0: All right, bye guys.